Well, hey, Stars fans, how's it going? Welcome to the Texas Stars podcast, and it's episode 11 here on TexasStars.com. It's been a long time coming for us to get back into the Texas Stars podcast. I mean, a lot of time off, obviously, before the season started. But now that we're back into the action and back into uh, the full season in the 2020-21 season, uh, we're excited to have the podcast back. Joining us today will be Josh Melnick, the newly appointed alternate captain for the Stars. That's coming up in just a little bit, but there's plenty of storylines to talk about as well throughout the course of the season. We'll continue to do that as we do uh, on the Texas Stars podcast, not to mention talk about the upcoming games uh, after the interview with uh, Josh Melnick. So make sure you stick around after the interview as well. well. Let's talk about the numbers for the Stars. Right now, Texas coming in at a 4-3-0 record. Just win one, lose one. It's been a very back-and-forth season, but the Stars have really shown a lot of brilliance throughout the course of the year and uh, really shown what skill level this team has up front and also uh, from the defensive side because the defensemen really do jump into the lineup uh, for the Stars this year. So all in all, it's kind of an interesting team to look at and see exactly what the Stars have moving forward. Uh, as far as Texas is concerned, the uh, the Stars have had some really great numbers coming up front from some young guys. Let's talk about those guys in particular. Riley Damiani leading the way, eight points in seven games, and right behind him, Adam Maskerin, who's in his third pro season with the Stars and uh, almost at a, quote, veteran uh, level when you consider the amount of time for most guys on, on the roster and, and in the pro game at three seasons and even part of three seasons for Masker and kind of uh, seems like a, a huge number, but seven points, three goals at home in the last three home games for him. He did miss one, uh, so he has uh, four goals and three assists in just six games, and leading the blue line is Thomas Harley uh, for the Stars as well. Two goals and four assists, six points in seven games. He had a a franchise record six-game point streak uh, to start the season by a rookie. That was the longest in team history. Uh, that was broken in the last game, uh, but still, boy, uh, the numbers he's put up have been very good for the Stars. And not to mention, when you just break down individual players across the board, uh, the team has been performing offensively, and you can kind of see it in the goals for totals all over the place. Uh, but right now, it's been a very even spread. I mean, you look at Maskerin is leading the team with four goals in six games. Uh, the next two, Ty Fellaber and Cole Schneider, each with three goals this season. And uh, then you add that up with another five who have multi-goal games and single-goal games in addition to all of that. The offense is spread all the way across the lineup. So uh, there is not really a, a line that you can take a shift off against. Uh, on this team, and it shows in the goals for. Right now, the Stars rank third uh, in the AHL for goals for in, uh, per game, at ranking at just above three and a half goals for per game. The only teams above them, the Chicago Wolves and the Utica Comets in Chicago, if you remember, uh, in their matchup with the Iowa Wild, they put up 10 in one of their games. So the Stars have just been consistently putting up numbers in the back of the net, and they'll look to try and continue that here as they go into uh, Tucson to face off with the Roadrunners. Some more news coming out of the Texas Stars camp uh, this week. Not only uh, the addition of two alternate captains to the Texas Stars and Nick Baptiste and Josh Melnick, but also some reschedules for the Stars. Uh, you'll recall that game against the Iowa Wild that was postponed. Well, that has now been moved to a new home. That is March 30th. 
at 7 o'clock. Make sure to mark your calendars and download our new uh, downloadable calendar on the Texas Stars website, texasstars.com. Uh, but that game against Iowa will now complete uh, – the overall season series and it will again March 30th at 7 o'clock at HEB Center at Cedar Park that'll play four games across five days for the Stars against uh, the Wild going into the early stages of April and then in addition the Stars also had not only a reschedule but a relocation game uh, against the San Jose Barracuda that was supposed to happen on February 16th that now has been moved uh, will now shuffle over to April 14th and will be played in San Jose at the practice facility for the Barracuda. So uh, it'll be also another situation of playing four games in five nights uh, for the Stars. It will technically be categorized as a home game for the statistics for the Stars, uh, but that one is going to be played out in California. So the Stars' home schedule drops down a game, and they add one on the road as well. That game is going to be at 5 o'clock Pacific time, uh, so 7 o'clock Central time for the start of that game against the Barracuda. Uh, but again, no worries about tickets. If you do have any concerns about tickets, make sure you uh, check it out with the Texas Stars Ticket Department at tickets at texasstars.com. Well, we don't want to keep you all waiting anymore uh, as we are going to turn it on over now to second-year winger for the Texas Stars and newly appointed alternate captain. Josh Melnick joins us on the Texas Stars podcast. Gleason walks the line, right back over to Melnick, right circle, shoots and scores! Right from the top of the right circle, Josh Melnick with a great look. And the Stars have regained the lead, another power play goal. Melnick has his first of the season on that ring. But it wouldn't go! Really special guest coming in here for his second season with the Texas Stars and already having a good start to this 2020-21 campaign. Josh Melnick joins us on the podcast. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. This is kind of, we just mentioned it before hopping on, but it's been a while since uh, last season and just the craziness of this last year. Uh, how did you stay kind of sane during all of the uh, kind of calamity that started way back in March when we ended the season last yeah. year? Yeah, like we mentioned uh, earlier, it's been a it's been a crazy time, crazy uh, year for, for a lot of people. Um, we're coming up on uh, just about when we got shut down last year, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, just try to stay with some hobbies, uh, took a little bit of time off after we kind of shut down. Um, definitely tried to stay in shape, but until we knew for sure things weren't starting back up. Um, just like I said, found some hobbies. I got into some photography, just finding, you know, different things to do here and there. Cause you know, obviously a lot of the rinks were shut down. So, right. Um, luckily I was able to spend a couple months out in Indy with one of my buddies. Um, cause being from Jersey, it was so crazy out there. Yeah. Uh, luckily my buddy had access to a, a gym out, out in Indy. So I got to train there for a bit. Um, and yeah, like I said, just finding hobbies here and there. <laughs> well, I was going to say the photography is kind of cool. Did you have any experience beforehand? Yeah. Um, a little bit. I was always into like video editing and stuff like that growing up. 
Uh, so I went out and just got myself a little camera and um, went on a couple hikes uh, over the summer as well. So took my camera out there and just took some some pictures and just stuff for fun, you know, um, like sh- shooting and editing little videos. But right. Fun. Anything anything on Instagram or online that people could check? out? Um, no, nothing really. I did take uh, a couple pictures and post them on my Instagram a while ago, but I haven't been too active on there. But I think those are, that, that was the last post I put up there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to send our uh, our photogs a, a little bit of note. Tell me he got some competition from you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm as I'm as good as quality of, as them, but maybe with a little bit more practice. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, this year it's uh, it's kind of a different scenario for a lot of people. So maybe not as much free time to to take some photos. But yeah. kind of tell us about the early start to the year and what the protocols have all been like. I know it's been a lot different for you guys down in the hockey op side than it has for all of us here in the front office or or just any normal business as well. Yeah, I mean, we're we're just trying to be smart. You know, uh, obviously. Um, it's something you got to take seriously. And we knew that coming into the season, um, we're wearing masks all the time, uh, whether that's away from the rink or even in the rink, in the locker room, everyone's always got a mask on, um, just being sure to wash our hands and whatnot. Um, obviously social distancing, um, we've tried to split up into two different locker rooms at the rink, uh, for practice days, obviously for games, that's a bit more difficult because we have the uh, opposing team there, but right. Just being smart. Um, I think everyone's done a really good job so far um, in terms of that. And like I said, just trying to be smart and do everything we can to to be on the ice. The good news is being back on the ice uh, has been pretty interesting for you guys. It's kind of uh, middle of the road, 500, win one, lose one. And I know we talked with Coach Graham about kind of the mental state of the team and the mental state of going through to this next uh, trip in Tucson. But when you look at this group and the leaders that are here, um, what kind of is the message from everybody to get a little bit more consistency across the board for 60 minutes uh, throughout every night? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think, well, we're definitely a young team, um, which I think is obviously has its, its pros and its cons, but I think just continuing, continuing to get these games under, the whole team's belt is, is good. Um, we actually talked a little bit uh, about it today at practice. You know, we are a young team and we are going to make mistakes, but the good thing is we, we might be young, but we're a very good team when we play the right way. We play with consistency and we execute on, on our details and play the right way for 60 minutes. There's no doubt we can't be any team in the league. So. Talking with Josh Melnick here on the Texas Stars podcast, and uh, it's your second season. Um, what's been kind of the biggest change for you between year one coming out of college and then year two now? Um, so after first year, I would say, or before my first year, when I came out of college, I, it was definitely a bit of an adjustment and even still in my second year, still adjusting to different things, but coming into this year, just, I just wanted to make more of an impact in the way I play. Um, and you know, this year is obviously a bit weird. You have guys on taxi squads and guys coming up and down and whatnot. So there's opportunity, opportunity for everyone. And when you get out on the ice, you, you got to make the most of it. Um, you know, we've had so much time in the off season. For me, uh, that time was time to get prepared and be ready to step into a bigger role this year. 
Tell us about the uh, the collegiate program at uh, Miami. I mean the Miami. Uh, yeah. Go, the, go ahead. No, no, it's it's just the there's always been this message and and the the conversation of the brotherhood. And I know with you and Anthony Lewis both going there, um, what does exactly that mean? What's the program like? Uh, I actually get that question a lot. It's, uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously it's, it's something you can just say, like you look at it from the outside and, and you hear about the brotherhood. Well, you kind of assume that a lot of teams are like that, but um, honestly it, it is a bit different when you're, when you're a part of it. It's uh it's sort of just a lifestyle that you live by. Sorry about that. No uh, just, uh, yeah, like I was saying, it's just sort of a lifestyle. And, you know, going in there, um, you know, we have in the locker room there, there's stuff written up all over the walls about making the program better than you found it. And um, just being being around those guys and that uh, and the atmosphere around there and the culture, it's it's such an awesome place. The, the facilities are state of the art and. Um, I miss it sometimes, but <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad to be where I am now, but it was a good time. Well, a good four years. What was, uh, outside of the hockey world, what was your favorite part of the school, the campus and, um, just oh, well, being around the area? Yeah. It's uh funny you say that. Cause I mean, the area, it's a very small town. Um, pretty much any direction you drive in from, you are in just driving through cornfields and then out of nowhere, you're, you're just in Oxford. Sounds like a lot uh, of Ohio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. But the, uh, the campus is beautiful. Uh, 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 most of the buildings are made out of brick. They call it Miami brick. I don't know the exact story behind that, but, um, the campus is great. Um, you know, it's a good size school. Um, and yeah, we just had a great time being around all the guys and uh, made a lot of good friends there as well uh, outside of hockey. So I'm very thankful for that. What was your major when you went there? Uh, I was a marketing major in the farmer school of business. Okay. So. And, and did you finish all the way through or because you came out of school before the actual school year ended? Yeah, I did. I was lucky. Uh, I had some pretty awesome teachers, uh, especially my senior year that will, that were able to work with me. Uh, to make sure I was getting all my stuff done while I was uh, down in, down here in Austin. Uh, so got every, got all that uh, finished up, and luckily I was able to get back for graduation as well. Well, photography is kind of in your ballgame of the marketing world. Yeah, yeah, so a little was that, bit. Was, that, uh, was there ever a thought of, you know, if, if you didn't be, go to professional hockey, what would you be doing? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like I said, I, I was always into computers. Um, I just – I feel like I'm pretty good at that stuff. If, <laughs> if a friend ever has a computer question or anything, they usually come to me. Um, but yeah, I think so. I mean, the, uh, the farmer school business is uh, really good at, at Miami. So I was uh, lucky enough to get into that. And, you know, they have several different options, but marketing seemed to sort of go the best with my interest and, and what I wanted to do. Going back even further, so you spent not only the four years at Miami, but you also spent two more years in Ohio uh, yeah. with Youngstown and the USHL. And um, for those two years, I, like I, you know, I worked in uh, in Bloomington during that time. Got to watch you and, and that team. That f both of those years, you guys were really good. But that second year, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, our first year we actually did struggle a bit. Um, I think all year we maybe had like seventeen wins. My first year. Um, and then my second year, we were we were a pretty good team. I think 
that was the year we set the uh, the win, the consecutive win record. And it was actually, I think, like 17 or something. So it was the yeah. total number of games we had won before. <laughs> and when, when you look at that team, uh, I mean, yourself, who's in pro- professional hockey, Max Latunov, Kiefer Sherwood, Ryan Lomberg, Kyle Connor, those are all guys who are in the pro ranks right now. Um, just when you look back on that year, did you guys kind of know that you had something special? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we had a, a decent amount of guys return. At, so I, I, I was there for two years. And after my first year, we had a, a decent amount of guys come back. And um, we had great coaches that year, Anthony, Noreen, Brad Patterson. And um, we just played. I feel like we played the game the right way. Like you mentioned, we had it. We had a lot of talent on our team. Uh, Kyle Connor, Kiefer Sherwood, Max Latunov. All those guys are great players. Obviously, they're still playing now. But yeah. um, even aside from those guys, you know, we had depth and and we played the game the right way. And it was a fun time for sure. Josh Melnick is our guest here on the Texas Stars podcast. Uh, you can catch the Texas Stars this whole weekend. Uh, the Stars are playing three games and four nights from Tucson, facing off with the Tucson Roadrunners. We'll have the coverage on AHL, uh, AHLTV.com as well as TexasStars.com slash listen. And you can always follow us along on social media as well. Josh, going further back, um, what was the childhood like playing in New Jersey and um, I mean, there's, there's plenty of hockey influence around the New York metropolitan area. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, it's definitely grown a lot in the past few years. Um, for me, uh, I started playing when I was about, I would say four years old, three or four skating, and then, uh, getting into more organized stuff at like probably five or six. Um, I pretty much grew up, uh, all the way up until high school playing travel hockey for the New Jersey Rockets. Um, and then I went to a private school called Del Barton, which is in Morristown, New Jersey. Um, wanted to go there cause they have a great hockey program and thought that talking with my parents, obviously that that would be the best spot for me to, to continue my career. So I was lucky enough to be there for four years as well. Um, played JV my first year and then varsity the following three. Um, so I think that that really set me up on a, on a good, uh, on a good process to continue moving on to obviously the, to Youngstown and, and Miami and whatnot. Well, that's kind of the hard thing for, for some people, I think, to, to understand when you, when you go through the, the beginning stages of hockey, I mean, for the most part, guys step away from their hometowns and living at home, very early. What was, yeah. what was the age when you did go to Del Barton and, and left, uh, left home? Uh, so it was, I went there for four years of high school. So that's gotta be 14, like 15, 14. somewhere in there. Yeah. But, uh, I actually, it was just a day school. So oh, that's I nice. would commute every day. Uh, obviously my parents would drive me, um, mm. uh, for my first three years until I was able to drive myself. Um, so yeah, it was nice that I didn't have to necessarily board there. Yeah. Uh, so I was still able to be at home, which like you mentioned is a little, could be a bit different than some other guys who are, mm-hmm. who are moving away from home at 15 or 16. I was lucky enough to find a place that was fairly close to home. It was about a 20, 25 minute drive mm-hmm. every day, which is kind of a lot. So obviously yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very thankful to my parents that they drove me uh, wherever I needed to be every day. So. 
definitely a lot of phone calls uh, over the years for, between your parents. That's, yeah. I mean, j- just from anybody who, who leaves home, you, you know that that's sure. coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, when you kind of began the process of, of signing your first pro deal, Texas was obviously the, the end result. Um, but, you know, what was your mind like uh, going into that process of turning professional and not really uh, maybe not knowing what was lying ahead? Right. Yeah. So I was, uh, it was the end of my senior year, obviously, and things had just, uh, wrapped up, uh, with our season at Miami. Um, I had talked to my agent here and there about, uh, like possibilities of where I could go. Um, it did happen pretty quickly. Um, you know, obviously after our season at Miami ended, I, was feeling good, uh, just like in terms of my game. So wanted to get me out, uh, you know, finish the season wherever would be the best fit for me. Um, but yeah, I, I think it was definitely a little scary. Um, obviously scary and exciting. Um, just like you said, just not really knowing what's, uh, what lies ahead. But I think the, the best part for me was that I had a lot of people around me that I could talk to um, that had experienced it, you know, old guys that are a little bit older than me. And, and when I came into Texas for the, uh, the end of that season, um, the whole team was super supportive. And, you know, when you get a good group of guys like that, you feel welcome right away and feel like you can just step in and play your game. So I think that was that was huge for me. One thing that uh, that has happened is uh, there is currently an A sitting on the front of your jersey for this year. Um, so what's uh, what's it been like? Um, you know, you've you've been a captain, an alternate captain before, um, but turning pro that first year last year. What did you learn from some of the leaders that that got you ready for this now in uh, just your second pro season? Well, well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a huge honor. Um, I would say just be yourself really. I mean, um, even this year, like I've mentioned, we're pretty young, but I feel like we have a lot of leaders in our group, uh, whether that's on or off the ice. And I think, uh, the biggest thing as a leader is don't try to be someone you're not, um, you know, just play your game and, um, lead by example. That's, that's something I've always tried to pride myself on, um, being vocal when you need to, um, you know, there's times when, some another guy in the room knows exactly what to say and you can just let him take the reins uh and there's other times where you need to step up and be that guy for the team so um again just be yourself uh you know there's really no nights off in our league you gotta you gotta execute and bring 100 percent uh concentration every night if you're gonna win well you also have you know with cole as as the main captain for the team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's had nine professional seasons. Yeah. He's, he's been to the NHL. You know, when you look at a guy like that and also a guy like Nick, uh, for you to kind of pull off of as well, um, what do you see out of both of those guys? Uh, let's see, where do I start? They, they <laughs> both bring a lot to the table. Um, but yeah, we are a young team. Like I've mentioned a, a couple yeah. times, but obviously Cole is uh, a little bit older than the rest of the group. Um, so I think a lot of guys look to him uh, for some of that wisdom. I know I do myself. Um, he's been great so far this year. Um, just if I have any questions coming to him, even with stuff, on, whether it comes to on the ice or off the ice, he's been great. Same with Nick. And, 
even all most of the other guys on the team. Like I said, we we got a lot of guys uh, who could be leaders this year, which is which is great. But uh, those two specifically have been great, both in the locker room and on the ice, just leading by example and uh, pushing the guys every single day. Austin, Texas is uh, kind of one of those spots, and I mean myself included. It's probably a pretty premier destination in the American Hockey League. So what's sure. uh, what's your what's your favorite part of Austin? Obviously, this year there's not as much to do, but yeah. last year, where would you kind of frequent? Um, I just like trying uh, like new restaurants. Uh, been Perfect downtown. town for that. Yeah, for sure. I'm lucky enough to be downtown a couple times, uh, try out a couple of restaurants. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to think back to last year because obviously I haven't, <laughs> haven't been able to do much this year. Um, been out to Lake Travis a couple times. Yeah. That was that's been awesome. Um, I love getting out there whenever I can. And obviously, if we have a couple off days, uh, getting out to some of the golf courses. Uh, a lot of the guys uh, enjoy doing that as well. And uh, lastly, I would just say walking around the the domain area. It's such a nice area and so much to do around there, and just a lot of people walking around. It's good energy. <laughs> <laughs> How do you strike them on the course? Uh, not as well as I'd like to, um, I would say I'm like, uh, between eighties and nineties is a good day for me. Yep. Uh, it, it definitely has shown a lot of improvement over the past two years. I was yeah. shooting a little higher, but I would say I'm, I'm probably like a mid pack guy. Uh, we got some guys on the team who, who hit the ball really well. So it's good to get out with them and get a little, get some tips and tricks. <laughs> I was going to say, that's probably like the best time, like during quarantine and everything, uh, yeah. after restrictions kind of let up a little bit, yeah. it was the one place where you could get outside exactly. and be away from everybody. Well, that was the best part. You were, you were still able to distance yourself from others yeah. too. So, yeah, well, maybe a little bit of that coming that hopefully the warm weather sticks around. Yeah. We need I, it. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle another cold snap, but no. like we just and had no more rain. No, no more, more rain. rain, please. Maybe like once a week would be good. Yeah. Well, you got a, you got a little bit of time next week. I don't know if that's uh, that's part of the protocols or not, but either way, get out and walk around a little bit, take some photos. Yeah. yeah. That's the well, plan. Well, Josh, thanks for the time. It's uh, it's been nice having you here. We'll uh, catch up sometime down the season, and uh, and hopefully things kind of we'll get back to uh, back to the way we kind of saw it at a previous time, where uh, we'll be actually be able to you know catch a few high fives and say yeah, hello. A little that'd be bit awesome. more. <laughs> Best of luck this weekend. We'll, uh, we'll catch up with you later. Thank you. Appreciate it. That was Josh Melnick and uh, stick around. We got a little bit more coming up on the Texas stars podcast, including a full breakdown of the road matchup as the stars face off the Tucson Roadrunners for three games in the next four nights. Here is Hanley. Here's Melnick shot and scores! Well, a big thank you out to Josh Meldick for joining us on the Texas Stars podcast as uh, Stars are getting ready to hop on the road and go out to Tucson to face off with the Roadrunners. And that's where we bring in our preview of the matchup for the Stars and Roadrunners. They'll play three games in the next four nights in Texas, as we mentioned earlier in the show, uh, coming in at a 4-3-0 record. Meanwhile, at the opposite end of the ice, Tucson with one more win, one less loss, 5-2-0 to start the year. But... 
Tucson has dropped two of the last three games uh, against the Colorado Eagles. And similar to the Stars, they've gone through a little bit of troubles with uh, some of their postponements happening. Those were all against the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, as Tucson had some troubles uh, with the COVID uh, protocols in the American Hockey League, and, and Tucson uh, was in the mix of also trying to get San Jose into Tucson in addition to getting out of Texas during that entire snowstorm. So uh, there were a little bit of challenges there, but they have three games that have now been postponed and moved, and uh, so the Stars will now face off with the Roadrunners fresh off of a three-game set with the Colorado Eagles, though, uh, one of which was a shutout loss against the Eagles uh, in which Connor Lukuve made 36 saves. That was the latest game for them, but a one-nothing loss uh, for the Colorado, excuse me, for the Tucson Roadrunners in that matchup. Uh, the other six out outings, though, have been uh, Ivan Prosvitov, who's been between the pipes for uh, the Roadrunners, and a team that, uh, by all makings of them, are a pretty solid grouping, but they have some returners that are a big part of their success early on. Uh, when you look at the Roadrunners up front, Michael Bunting and Lane Peterson both lead the club nine points in seven games. Kevin Roy is new to the group, but also up there among the leaders with eight points in seven games this year. And Kyle Capabianco, who had a cup of coffee up in the NHL and played with the Arizona Coyotes, he is now back on defense. Uh, four points in three games to start his season this year um, as he was in the matchup in all three games for the Colorado Eagles. He factored in on four of the... Uh, uh, he factored for four points in the game against Colorado. That was the only Tucson win uh, as the Roadrunners capped it off with a 4-3 OT win. And uh, he was on the primary assist for Kevin Roy's overtime winner. So um, in all likelihood, the Stars are going to have a lot of focus internally. The one thing that... that um, the Stars have really prided themselves on, especially early on this year, is focusing internally on Texas. Not worrying too much about matchups. Let, let's worry more about ourselves and making sure that we're playing more consistent. So you got to expect that's going to be a lot of the same uh, going into the matchup. And Texas is really looking forward to trying to get back-to-back -back wins. They have the opportunity on Wednesday night uh, at 7.30 Central Time when they face off with the Roadrunners uh, out in Tucson to do that because they picked up the win against the Iowa Wild 3-2 uh, in their last meeting at HEB Center at Cedar Park. The big thing for the Stars as well, uh, as good as the power play was in the first five games, they had seven power play goals. Texas is 0-8 in the last two games uh, against Iowa. They came up 0-6, but they manned a lot of power play time that helped them to the win. Um, so when you count that factor into... Uh, the Stars matchup going into Tucson. you got to capitalize on a couple of those if you want to come away with wins. Not to mention the Stars will have to be good against the Roadrunners, who so far have only allowed two power play goals against their club early on this season. And uh, a team that really doesn't give up uh, too many opportunities uh, so far, they are averaging just about uh, just over 10 minutes of penalty time uh, in the course of a game through their first seven games. So uh, the Stars will have their hands full against the Roan Runners, but we'll have all of the action coming up as the Stars play three games in four nights against Tucson. Again, it's all available on AHLTV.com. You can also check out TexasStars.com slash listen. Uh, we will not be on the road. Uh, calling the games, however, calling remotely, we will still have the availability uh, to give you a full broadcast 
for the Texas Stars side of things. I want to, again, thank Josh Melnick for joining us here on the Texas Stars podcast and uh, really enjoying watching him over the last year and especially this season. Uh, really excited to see what he's been able to do as well as the rest of the Stars. Join us for the broadcast and as well follow along to all of our social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest up-to-date information on the Texas Stars. You can also visit TexasStars.com. We'll see you for episode 12 coming up into this season as the Texas Stars continue in the 2020-21 campaign.